Welcome back to today's episode of Let Me Be Brief. I am your co-host, Andy Rieger of J. Rieger & Co., of course, joined by my esteemed colleague, Matt Basinger of SwellSpark. Today's episode is brought to you by Emprise Bank, member FDIC. If you need free money, go to Emprise Bank. And of course, as always, we are in the Let It Fly Media Studios. Today, we've got a great guest, makes us very, very hungry, the president of Jack Stack Barbecue. Ricky Paradise. Ricky, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. This is awesome. Yeah, thanks for being here. We get to hang out about once a month, which is really fun, aside yeah, from do. this, and already give each other some trouble. But I would like um, to also open up and say that I have been put on the spot by not having whiskey on the table for guests. Um, <laughs> I would like to put you on the spot and say I'm disappointed we don't have burnt ends. On mountain the table. mountain so. of meat. Yes, yes. Um, yes. Burnt ends and whiskey fail at 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, Kansas better. City. Kansas City style. Yeah, exactly. For anybody who lives under a rock here in Kansas City, what is Jack Stack? <laughs> what, do, what do you do? <laughs> well, so we spread hope through hospitality is what we do. And so that might seem like some fancy corporate words, but it really is what we do. We just try to bring hope to our team and hope to our guests uh, through our work in the restaurant space. And I want to dive right in on that if you can, because we all know you as as you know one of the premier Kansas City barbecue restaurants in Kansas City. Mm. But I have heard some incredible stories about some of the things that you and your staff have done specifically to spread hope. Where you've had events where you have catered or given donations or served underserved communities. Uh, kind, yeah. of, kind of an aside, but tell me a little bit about some of the things that you all do that we don't necessarily know about. Yeah. So. Well, that's tough for us because we're not too comfortable talking in that space. Um, but we, you know, we just have a heart first for our people, our team. We have about 550 people on our team and uh, touching their lives. We really view our business as a ministry and a chance to touch and impact their lives. And then the hope is if we touch and impact their lives, they go touch and impact other li others' lives. And so to answer your question, Matt, I mean, I've, we've seen our team do amazing things. We've mm -hmm. seen our team uh, serve uh, meals to homeless people on their own initiative. We've seen our team set up pop-up meals in parks and other places. Um, we've seen our teams take care of each other and mm -hmm. their families when they've gone through tragedies, fought cancer, uh, lost loved ones. Um, so that that's a long list, and that doesn't fit in a Let Me Be Brief podcast <laughs> because it's a um, that's a, a multi-hour um podcast series, and it's a really humbling and probably the best part of what I do. We didn't tell you this is the three-hour special well, of okay. Let Me Be Brief. This yeah. is the Let Me Not Be Brief so we can, Yeah, well, then we can keep going it, because it, we could fill three hours with it. It's just amazing um, the, the way our team uh, spreads hope in our city. Mm. So you, you can't be afforded the opportunity to do that unless you really are a company that hums and has size. Can you sort of walk us through logistically what Jackstack looks like internally in terms of the size, the locations, the offerings? I'm not talking about running through the menu, but just yeah. sort of from the business sense, what does it look like for someone to get a good glimpse as to what the company is? Yeah, so the company is a family-owned business, and it's a Kansas City business. Uh, it's in the fourth generation of ownership, just starting mm -hmm. into the fourth generation of ownership. So a great-grandpa, a grandpa, a dad, and some sons. Um, so it's, a, it's an awesome Kansas City entrepreneurial business story. Uh, we are primarily known and primarily function as a barbecue restaurant, um, but we're really a hospitality group. We have about nine business units. We have about 550 people. Uh, we have a team support group um, that stewards the entire business, and we office out of Overland Park. Um, but our home is Kansas City, and our first restaurant, or what everyone thinks of as our first restaurant, is in Martin City. 
it's one thing to have a restaurant, right? And not yeah. to say anyone can do it because that's not even true necessarily, but to yeah. grow and scale the way that you all have, um, maybe if you could just walk me through again, there's the there's the family restaurant. That, and if, if folks haven't seen the original Martin City, right? Yeah. It looks different than a lot of the newer locations that you all have put around the metro. But yeah. what does that process look like as far as growing and scaling into what you all have now become? Oh, so that that's a that's a heck of a process, and really, you know, our our current CEO and and who is um, stewarded the business for the last twenty or thirty years, Case Dorman, you know, that's his legacy on this business. So I like to say that Great Grandpa Russ said we should do barbecue, and Grandpa Jack said we should do barbecue better than anybody else, and Case said, "Wow, that's pretty good. We should offer it to the whole city." Mm. And that's kind of the generational impact of those three leaders, their vision and their impact. So I think the heart of your question is how do you scale something as difficult as a restaurant and, yep. and as difficult as a hospitality group? And that's that'll be Case's legacy forever for this business is saying, hey, doing this great in Martin City was special and, and took 30 or 40 years to get there. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, we do it pretty well in the whole city. And that was another thing. 20 or 30 years. So fourth generation, multiple outlets throughout the city, yep. Kansas, yep. Missouri. Yep. When you guys evolve into doing the next store, the next yeah. concept, what is it like with the brand evolution? Are you Is everything the exact same and you try to keep it the exact same or do you try to make 5% changes to just always update things? Sort of what does that look like? What is that process of deciding, let's open a new store and let's make it so everyone knows this is the newest iteration of Jackstack? Yeah. So so guide me on that question a little bit. Make sure I'm answering what, what you want in that question. But so so a great example is we're, we, just, we just bought a new location and we're going to open a new store in Lenexa. And that new store in Lenexa is um, it's going to open sometime in the summer of next year. It'll be our sixth restaurant in Kansas City. And wow. We'll really round out our Kansas City restaurant offering, I think, and 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 so we want it to we want it to feel and be like Jack Stack, but we we want it to be a little bit better than the last restaurant that we did. So mm-hmm. so it will. Um, you should if we dropped you off there, you should pretty quickly know. Oh wow, this I must they dropped me off in a Jack Stack. Um, but it, but it should be different and better. There's some things about it that will be different and better. In particular, the patio seating and the carryout experience. Mm-hmm. It'll have the largest patio of any of our locations, and it will be set up for the best carryout experience for any of our locations. Does that blindfold drop you off in the middle of the <laughs> restaurant experience? How much do we have to pay for that? Yeah. So that so you <laughs> have a different price than everybody else. So oh, thank you. Yeah, you pay much higher in liquor. Oh. Yes, yes. Oh. It's fair. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a trade deal. It's a trade deal. Uh, so th- one of my other questions that I find fascinating is you talk about fourth generation. Yeah. And you are not part of that fourth generations. Yeah. What is it like operating the day-to-day operations mm-hmm. and sort of having to, I don't want to say deal with, but, you know, mm-hmm. always discuss and deal with things with people that have been there forever and they look to you for guidance and leadership yeah. and sort of what is that dynamic? Oh, it's a great question. Uh, that dynamics is is the fundamental dynamic of my role. So, um, so that that question's right on the bullseye. I mean, that's what I that's what I do. That's what my role is 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 to exist in the middle of all of that. So, you know, a lot of businesses have um, an ownership group, a board, um, and then an executive team. Mm-hmm. 
And um, but a business like ours, you know, has an ownership group, a board, an executive team, and a family. Mm. And the family's voice is, you know, equal to or like the the board's voice. And so, uh, I think a lot of people in my role they might joke like, uh, you know, oh, I got to deal with my board or my board this, my board that, and and it's kind of can be maybe a love hate relationship, mostly a love relationship, but a love hate. So. Um, in a role like mine, you, you have two of those because um, you have the exact same dynamic going with the family. And uh, but it but it is the family's business. It's the family's heart. It's the family's passion, and it's so closely intertwined with the family's identity. Um, you know that there are wonderful things about that. There are some challenges in it, but the wonderful things about it is that we get to steward this business with a long term view. I know we're not selling. I know we're not going somewhere else or closing up or, uh, you know, this family's heart is to serve in Kansas City through this business. It has been for 63 years. So I I get to look at everything with a really long timeline. I get to think about five and 10 years from now. I don't ever think about quarters. We do, I don't talk about quarters. Quarters don't matter to me. Um, so it's a, it's a real blessing for me in my role. But it, but it is a it's a blessing, a quirk, a challenge, um, and an opportunity, all of that mixed in. And so to, to take a step back a little bit and to talk about that family dynamic, yeah. you mentioned, you know, pleasing the board per se or pleasing yeah. the family yeah. per se. I, I think what a lot of folks maybe don't think about realizing Kansas City, the challenge of scaling a barbecue restaurant just in and of itself yeah. is really hard, right? This is the home of barbecue in America. Yeah, it is. Um, and there's a lot of people who do barbecue really well who don't have restaurants because it's really hard to do barbecue well in a restaurant. Yes. It's really hard to do barbecue well and be consistent among five restaurants. Yeah. Um, not to mention shipping and yes. all the other things that you do. Absolutely. Um, I think one of the things that a lot of folks don't realize as well is what you are all doing with the catering facility, with the yeah. shipping, yes. um, with the non-restaurant specific ways of taking care of folks. Yeah, How is that either an extension of the brand or the focus of the brand that maybe folks don't fully realize? Like maybe, could you just yeah. tell me about everything that you all do? I know that's bizarre, but in yeah. broad strokes. Yeah, so broad strokes. So so the core of what we do is we're a restaurant group. Mm -hmm. um, but fundamentally, we are, or at least we're evolving into a hospitality group. Um, so maybe that's language that only matters to us. I don't know that that matters to our guests, but but we are becoming a hospitality group. Within that hospitality group, primarily, we are a restaurant group. Mm -hmm. And so that's five restaurants, starting with Martin City, Overland Park, the Plaza, uh, downtown, which we call Freight House, mm -hmm. uh, Lee Summit, and soon to be Lenexa. So ultimately, six restaurants. Yep. That's the bulk of our revenue. It's the bulk of our people. It's the bulk of our operations. But then we have our non-restaurant businesses. The first and traditionally largest has been our catering business. So that is, um, you know, we do some events for eight thousand people, mm. and we do a whole bunch of events for eighty people, and we do just about everything in between. Um, and then um, from there. We just recently bought an event center, and so the catering business kind of coexists or a second business is being born out of that called Fiorella's. And Fiorella's is non-barbecue catering and non-barbecue events uh, in our own facility. Sure. So that's a, that's a charity dinner for up to 1,000 people, or it's mm -hmm. a business meeting for 25 people, and it's a non-barbecue menu in our own space or in some space anywhere in the city. Sure. Then getting a little further away from a restaurant group, uh, we ship barbecue all over the country mm -hmm. uh, through our shipping business. So 
Um, that's a gift you could send to your you know, brother or sister who lives out of town, and you can send them a slab of ribs and some cheesy corn. Um, we also sell our sauce and rub all over the country. And then finally, we own a USDA production facility uh, that makes food um, for our shipping business mm-hmm. and for Sam's Costco grocery stores. Yes. Um, so uh, that's kind of the full the full spectrum. Quick story. So our second location that we opened for breakout was in Hawaii. Yes. And we sent a manager from Kansas City, he and his wife, to go open that facility. Oh, man. Um, and so their first Christmas away, they were missing home a lot. Yes. I mean, even though it's Hawaii, Hawaii, yeah. they were missing home a lot. We sent them Jack Stack Barbecue yeah. out to Honolulu, Hawaii. Yes. And, you know, have this photo of them eating, a, you know, oh. slab of ribs with tears in their eyes. They're like, oh. Yeah, we got to have home in Honolulu, and oh and goodness. I'm sure you hear stories like that all the time yeah. of of Kansas City being able to go elsewhere. We do, and for us, you know, to, just to circle back, Matt. I mean, that's a hope story. That's what that's where this interview started. I mean, that's what we do. Um, you know, we spread hope through hospitality, and you just told the story not in my words, which is great because sometimes, <laughs> you know, I feel like uh, I feel a little cheesy when I do it. But what you just said, I mean, that's exactly what we do. Yeah. So you said that Lenexa is going to kind of round out the six stores that you'll have here in the metro. And Mm -hmm. it seems like you kind of put a period on the end of that statement as far as your offerings of barbecue. Are there more things that you anticipate, uh, Fiorella's or Jack Stack or this, you know, this company of, I mean, what what is to come for the future of what we know of Jack Stack barbecue? Yeah. So awesome question because really good listening. I mean, that's a nuance you picked up there. So, um, so yeah, uh, to, to give a little more information there, so uh, probably not a probably not a period at the end of that sentence, although I did say it that way. So <laughs> so good for you for picking up on that. I mean, I'm really personally really passionate about figuring out how we round out the geography of the KC Metro. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that we can put what we what is traditionally a full service restaurant for us in the other places that I'd like to serve in this city. Sure, but we need to figure out what kind of location we can put there. Um, that would serve those communities. Um, so maybe it's a little smaller, maybe it's a little more focused on carryout, uh, DoorDash, some other things. But, but so so there. So I believe there needs to be more barbecue. We our barbecue footprint in Kansas City does need to continue to expand, Good. and that it's not a period. Yeah. And then you know, really big and bold, like in a safe place. Uh, this is you know, this stuff's not decided. Um, you know, I I think we need to build a. Uh, something that kind of looks like Jack Stack but isn't doing barbecue mm. in this city. And I think we could do it well. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of different food types, cuisine types um, that people in Kansas City are passionate about. Sure. And uh, I think a lot of them are done well, and and not all of them are done what we call remarkable. Mm-hmm. And so I think we could find a food type and start with one, and when we were all done 20 years later, end up with four or five or six and and just have them be a place where you know you can g- get a great experience. Matt Stack is a great name in case you're looking Matt, for a new Matt. <laughs> Matt Stack it could be, or or maybe it would be, oh, I shouldn't I shouldn't brainstorm on the fly no, that's while all right. I'm being recorded, but um, maybe it would match the uh, flavor of the food. I love it. I love it. So, yeah. Well, as we mentioned at the start of this podcast, we could talk about a lot of things, I think, for a long time. And, Absolutely. Um, and, and I would love to do that another time. But the purpose of this is let me be brief, right? Oh, so we're going to cut yes. off here shortly. But I do have one question that has nothing to do with business. Yeah. And it simply is, what's the coolest thing that you've done? You know, well, like what's the best experience that you've had? Um, you're in, you you yeah. care a lot about experiences. You can't say like kids, none of the cop-out answers. Like yeah. what's the 
talk to me about that. Yeah, so well, you say I can't say it, but but for sure, the the best experience I've ever had is watching a child be born. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, it is an experience. It seems weird to talk about it if you haven't been through it, but it is, and it's awesome. It's beautiful, and uh, and honestly, it's just really godly. So. Um, that 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 is the official answer. I mean, I can stretch beyond <laughs> that if you want me to, um, you know, and probably into a. I I seem to find myself in really unique experiences that I don't know how I got into them, and when I'm in them, I'm thinking I don't belong here, but this is incredible. Um, one of those. I'm not really much of a fan of horse racing, but mm-hmm. ten or twelve years ago, a buddy and I. Uh, my buddy is a big fan of horse racing, so. Um, we headed to where they run the Kentucky Derby and, um, we ended up in the owner's circle for the horse that won oh, Wow! and, um, and we're, we, and then after that, we ended up where everybody goes who owns a horse that wins. And, um, I just remember <laughs> Andy and I looking at each other and saying, you know, we actually felt bad cause they took like the official photo that is, if you look it up, you're like, Oh, there's Ricky and Andy. Hilarious. Like we do not belong in that photo. I yeah. want to be photoshopped <laughs> out for, for the, the owner and the trainer and the family and the, the people that had spent 30 years getting there. Yeah. You know, I feel like we, the ultimate photo bomb, but, um, but they, they welcomed us and we were there and it was one of the most incredible experiences oh, of my I life. I love it. Well, hey, thank you so much for sharing, you know, a little bit about your story with us and look yeah. forward to hopefully learning some more and continuing to see you all grow here in Kansas City. For sure. Anytime. Anytime.